Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Y'all, it's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled, and I'm super excited for our guest today. We have another powerhouse Angela here in the house. Yay! Yay! <laughs> she goes by Angie, so which I've never gone by, um, but I'm so excited because you really focus on like the spiritual aspect of while you're running your business. I mean, I was raised Catholic and my family is like, you always have to have your faith. And, you know, there's times in our life where we question, I know I have questioned and I found myself angry or mad or resentful at things. And I've kind of had to come around with a mindset of everything happens for a reason. And it may suck right now, but there's a reason and you just have to do the best that you can. So we're going to talk about that today. So Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Angelus. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Yay, I'm so excited. And y'all, if you're listening from the South, don't you just love her accent? It's like awesome. I'm like, keep talking. I love it. <laughs> That's so sweet. I love it. So before we dive in, because I know that you have a process that people can really dive into and follow and it works, will you give us a little bit of background on what has brought you to this point today in your career? Mm, absolutely. So actually, my background is in education. So I've been teaching for about 20 years. And then I went into school leadership. And when I went into school leadership, I found myself working with women who were really struggling to juggle all of the multiple priorities that many women are juggling their families and their leadership roles, and really responding to the idea that we can have it all, that women can have it all. And more and more women would come to me and they would say, you know, you're a principal and you've got a kid and you're a single mom. How do you make it work? How do you do it all? And I would kind of say, well, you know, with some difficulty, but I'd become a coach by that point. And um, it felt like it was a real privilege to support women who were wanting to balance all of those things. And so I started coaching, more formally started working with women who wanted to get into leadership or at least try and manage their leadership roles with a bit of grace and skill and feel like they were doing well in all areas of their life. And when I stopped working in education, I decided to put myself out into the world full time and do this work, continue to do this work with women. And I do that alongside consultancy and organizations on diversity, equity, inclusion. My passion is working with women and is working with women to try and help them realize a more balanced sense of self in a world that tells us that we can have it all. And so my process has evolved really over time. I have um, moved a lot more from trying to create spaces where 
it felt like we were often looking after women kind of saying oh it's really hard we know it's really hard and you know here's a safe space in which to discuss it towards spaces that really empower women so we're saying it is hard it is hard to balance those multiple priorities but we are sovereign so we can decide which of those priorities we want to amplify and which of those priorities we want to maybe dial down a little bit in this phase in our lives and really supporting women and coaching with women and working with women in groups towards finding that sovereignty so that they're not judging themselves over aspects of their lives that feel out of balance but they feel really in control they feel they have agency they feel they have autonomy and they feel excited about the possibility of shifting the balance in the future so my process that's a really long answer to your question but my <laughs> process is to work across all dimensions of a woman's life really to bring sovereignty to that for her with her in order that she can make brilliant choices for herself and for and for her the people around her the loved ones around her and that's awesome and i mean we we all know that it's important to at least the people that I'm around, I know that you know they're faith-based and they are spiritual and they turn to their faith a lot. Do you find it that when women are going through something hard, like it just, it goes down, like everything, their faith, there's everything goes down. And then of course, if you have a group or if you have a coach or consultant or someone to help you like lift you back up, but for people that are listening right now who don't know you yet, or who are struggling with something and you know their their faith is low can you just tell them why it's so important to keep going and and run you know tandem so it has to be mm. side by side with growing your business and and your faith like and your spirituality why is it so like what does it mean because we all mm. know it's important but like mm. what does that really mean like mm. to you yeah so it's such a good question so one of the things i think on the on the very Oh, not really a basic level but the the sort of nuts and bolts of it is that for women who are running their own businesses and women who are working in leadership I think there are so many stresses and there are so many things that are unknown that come and they and they feel like they're going to knock us off kilter and for many of those things it actually isn't the mind that is going to solve the problem so we think if I can if I can work out a logical way through this massive obstacle or if I can just think more about it if I can just be up at four in the morning worrying more about it then I will find a solution and it's so rarely that the solution is find found I think in our minds I think the solution is found because there's something out there that's bigger than ourselves that will show us the solution ultimately and the solution rarely comes in those moments of logic or worrying at four in the morning in bed. The solution can come in a moment of contemplation, in a moment where you think, I have not got the time to pray. I have not got the time to go for a walk. I have not got the time to meditate on this. Those are the very moments when the solution to those things that feel so 
immovable will often come. So for me, it's just the sort of spiritual practice, the spiritual dimension to running our businesses has to run side by side with us running our business because we so rarely have the answers that we think we need in order to move on. And that isn't to say that we're not brilliant and capable and capable of finding great solutions to things, not at all. But when things feel big, when they feel like we can't find the answer, maybe it's because we can put things up to a higher power to some you know other sense of something bigger than ourselves that can find the answer or at least help us find the answer so i think that's a, that's the kind of for me how i would um, encourage people who are dealing with those problems in their businesses in the immediate sense to, to work with this but i think the other thing is that when we're in business often or we're in lead, or we're in leadership roles we're, we're often, for, for many people I work with, we're mission-based. So we have something anyway that is that we think we're, we're on the planet to do. We're here to help people. So many of the people I work with are coaches or they're leaders in education or in charities. So they're, they're mission-based. And when you're mission-based, so much of what you're communicating comes from your heart and from your soul. It doesn't come from your head. It's not like oh, I have this formula and this can help you. You just do this, this and this. Actually, it's something It's something probably indescribable in a way. You just know that if you can get your hands on these people and you can work with them or you could get this group to work in this particular way, that something will change for them. And that mission-based work, that belief in something that is bigger and possibly incommunicable in words requires a connection with something bigger than yourself it's like you have to in my experience tap into that thing that's bigger than you in order to communicate all of that through your heart and so often when I work with people I find they say things like I don't really know why I chose you as a coach because you don't have a specialism in this like you know I will I'm I'm my background's in education and people who are working in corporate will just say I really want to work with you and I know it's because I'm communicating through my heart with something that I'm tapped into beyond myself because on paper I'm probably not the best coach for them and I think that for all of us who are creatives who are mission-based who are people who are trying to work with others or build our businesses by communicating something to others that we can help them it's so important it's the backbone of what we do to have a connection with your spiritual practice to have something that to be tapped into something bigger than ourselves in order that we can communicate that to the people that we're that we're hoping to work with yeah, it's, it's so important. And also too, you said something, you know, cause there's a lot of coaches and a lot of consultants out there, but sometimes we just connect with people and you know, just from that, that gut feeling that it's the right move rather than like what the paper says. I mean, I know me personally, oftentimes, like I don't even like read all the stuff, <laughs> you know, like my team will look at yeah. it and say, you know, this is a good fit. And it's like, but if I have a connection with someone, then I don't need to go read all the stuff. Like you just kind of know, they say, you know, go with your gut feeling. 100%. And, and I think that that, you know, is really, really important. So daily, do you recommend that if someone is not integrating spirituality in their, their daily practice. Is that something that you would 
recommend they start first? Like, I mean, me, I, if, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. So mm. it's like, you know, if a, if a coach tells me to do something or a mentor tells me to do something, like I time block it and I put it on the calendar and, you know, there are some mornings where I'm in a hurry and I don't freaking have time. <laughs> and yeah. so, or I had a long night the night before that wasn't planned because I had a child with me and they were sick and I was up all yeah. night, you know, that like life happens, but I just move it on my calendar. So if I can't do it in the morning, you know, I scoot it down and just making sure that there's at least five minutes every single day where there's some type of gratitude or something positive because mm. throughout the day a lot of shit can happen you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like if if and I've noticed this a lot in women like we allow that in sometimes and it's a distraction from us really staying present with what we're doing and so and again as women because we take on so much and we're motherly and we want to fix things like is there something that you personally do or you teach with all the, the women that you coach that you can tell them like every single day, do this one thing mm -hmm. to make sure that your head is in the right place. Like, is there one thing that they could do? Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, I have a range of things that I try oh, yeah. to do every single day. And as you say, it's completely unmanageable to try and do some of those things. But some of the things that I've noticed that really move, if I just say like a, a few things for people who are feeling really, really busy. So the, the connection with something bigger than ourselves is often really easily found through our breath. And so at the and you know, people go, oh yeah, yeah, okay, deep breaths. But seriously, this is this is a practice that really can transform a whole your whole morning. So um I practice Kundalini yoga, so I'm really interested in breath and meditation anyway. But spending three minutes three to five minutes when you wake up and everyone has three to five minutes to sit eyes closed you can sit you know uh, if you like with your with your finger fingertips together closed eyes and connect with the breath in through the nose out through the mouth and I would set a timer for three minutes and I would simply focus on the breath and, and all of the, you know, with people tell you to clear your mind and all of that, it's really hard to clear your mind, especially first thing in the morning when you think I've got to make porridge and I've got to get out of the house. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm not interested in that so much, just the simple focus on the breath. And the more I encourage people to practice this every single day, the more they practice it, actually, the more they want to do more of it. So the three minutes becomes five minutes, sometimes can become 11 minutes of just focusing on the breath. And that's one thing that you can do, even if you forgot to do it. So I got up, I left the house, I got really busy. Okay, I can find three minutes between Zoom calls, I can find three minutes between my this meeting and the next one. So that's the that's the minimum, the bare minimum is three minutes of breathing and connecting with the breath and some wisdom will come I often say to myself I'm just going to do three minutes of breathing because I need wisdom to speak to me and wisdom isn't inside me it's outside of me so in that three minutes wisdom will speak to me and I'll know what to do next the other thing I've just been um I, I love Mel Robbins and I've just been um re-watching some of her some of her work 
and she has this practice of high-fiving yourself in the mirror I don't know if you've seen it it's really it's really great fantastic and just because there's a lot of science around what actually happens to what happens to us when we high-five each other it's a it's you know it actually makes us feel good so um and she's got a book um in which she talks about this practice but going to the mirror setting an intention looking yourself in the eye setting an intention for yourself this is first thing in the morning before you turn on your phone before you start scrolling social media before you talk to your children go straight to your bathroom mirror look yourself in the eye and say Angie this is what we're up to today and you've got this and then give yourself a high five that takes 30 seconds 30 seconds to a minute if you've got more time then my biggest ask of all my clients is please please write down the five things that you want in your life today and those can be the same five things every day they can be things that change every day but just five things that you really really want in your life and they could be I want to go on holiday with my kids or they could be I want to achieve massive business success but just connecting to what it is you're trying to create in the world every single day because our intentions we feel remain the same but often in the business of life our intentions end up being I've got to go to the dry cleaners and I've got to go to the and you know we end up with a list of jobs rather than true intentions in the world our true genius being beamed out into the world our true purpose for being here and then of course when you've done your what is it you're manifesting your gratitude And what five things are you really grateful for? And I do that every single day. What things am I grateful for? Because sometimes I forget that I've got a great life. (laughs) And I've got so much. Because the gap between what I want and where I think I am, some days feels bigger than others. And that piece on gratitude, that piece of I'm so grateful to have a beautiful house that I live in. I'm so grateful for my lovely child who is healthy and happy. That piece just kind of narrows that gap between where I think I should be and where I am. So breath work, high five yourself in the mirror, five things that you want. It doesn't have to be hours of journaling and five things that you're grateful for. Brilliant, brilliant start to the day, start to any day. And it seems like just, it seems so easy, right? Like (laughs) it sounds so easy, but then like, I mean, just in the hustle and bustle of everything, if we forget, so I'm going to ask a silly question. So when you say, you know, wake up first thing in the morning, I know a lot of people reach for their phone. Mm -hmm. I don't because if I do that, I'll never get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. like I'm, I work with a trainer and he's like every morning, a hundred pushups, like every morning I was, I was a gymnast and I broke my shoulder a few years oh, okay. ago. And so I've been like rehabbing it, you know, and it's yeah. like the stupidest little things. It's like holding a washcloth and like putting it up under my arm and like holding it for 30 seconds. I'm like, this is so stupid. Mm. But then after eight weeks, you know, I really started to see a difference. It's like, I couldn't even, you know, lift my arm over my head for a long time. And so it's like the small things but you know, I told, I'm like, I'm just busy in the morning. And he's like, well, you're tired at night. You're not going to do it at night. You got to do it first thing when you get up in the morning. And so I'm like, okay, well, can I do it in my shower? <laughs> like, I know that seems yeah. so stupid, but I'm all of it. It's like, I'm, I'm a creature of like multitasking, which I know yeah. is not that great sometimes, but is it even okay? Like get up, take a shower. I feel like that's the only quiet time I have to myself is my bathroom and my shower. 
Yeah. And so I will, people are like, oh my God, like if I have my sister's kids over here, they're like, are you going to be in the shower for an hour? Cause I'll like do my push ups and like do my breathing. I'm like, it's my only time to be quiet. A little journal in here. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, I'm just like, so is that a, is that a good thing to try to get it in if you're like doing something else when you're by yourself? Or do you truly think that it's more impactful if you lay in bed and do it before your feet hit the floor? Or do you know, is there a difference? So I, I think that we give ourselves so much of a hard time for not doing things in the right way. That's the, the a woman's, most of the women I work with have this condition of, I didn't do it right. I didn't do it. So yeah. we will find something to punish ourselves over regardless. This is not the point of any of this, of any of this connection with spirit. And one of the great um, helps for me actually that came through Kundalini um, yoga practice was understanding that we are householders so what I love about Kundalini yoga is that it's a practice for um, for householders for people at a stage in their life where they are um, completely immersed in the worldly in the 3d in the material we are parents and we have houses and we have jobs and we have cars and we have things to buy and we and that's all great And so within that, we find where we can the time to do the things that we need to to connect to our spiritual practice. It's not like it has to be away in a temple and we need hours around it and it's got to be sacrosanct. And then if we do it like that, we integrate it into our work, into our daily life. We feel like, great, I've done something positive. I've integrated the thing that I need to integrate just to make sure that I have that moment to myself. But when we get a weekend on our own or when we get a day where we had no meetings booked in the morning, we suddenly find the absolute joy of dedicating that time to our practice. So it no longer becomes something that we think, oh, and now I've got to do that. It then becomes a today's the day where I get to do a whole hour of journaling in the house and make myself a cup of tea and then I'm going to get on my mat and I'm going to do some yoga and then I'm going to do some gratitude work and that becomes something that we look forward to and I think that's a real shift for many people so I just think stick it in where you can it might be after lunch it could be that you do some breath work before a meeting in a cupboard it could wherever it works do it And then look back over your month and go, do you know what? Every single day in this month, I managed to find three and a half minutes to do some breath work wherever I was. I think that's the best gift we can give ourselves. Consistency of practice and trust in ourselves. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Well, and sometimes too, like, even if I'll do stuff in the morning throughout the day, you know, not every day is like a perfect day. And then... You know, I'll, my assistant will say, oh, we got this email. I don't even know how to respond to it. And um, and then what the, I mean, this happened the other day, what the email said, and then what's really going on is like two very different things. And, you know, I thought that I communicated clearly to someone and, but then the email clearly, I wasn't clear when I communicated and, you know, and I told one of my team members, I'm like, can you help me? clear all this up because I don't have the capacity today to, to really think clearly about how to even respond. And so, you know, before I started to really understand, slow down, just Mm. stop reacting and don't be defensive. You know, like you never know what's going on with the, uh, with the other person or on the other side of the screen or like what's going on with them. And I mean, even though I worked in a mental hospital and I saw that every day 
you know, that that's been over 20 years ago. And so mm-hmm. I forget that sometimes, mm-hmm. but also what are your thoughts from, you know, asking for help? You know, I've, I've gotten a lot better at that over the years of really leaning on other people that understand that, what do you mean you don't have the capacity to do it today? And then I would just find myself reacting like in a really selfish way or in a way that I wasn't, I shouldn't have reacted, you know, not that I Mm. would be unprofessional about it, but trying to take that emotion out of things and really getting to the core of of what is the problem here. And I find that women have a hard time, you know, asking Mm. for help when things come up that really they didn't plan for it. Mm. Do you think that that's a good thing to go and ask for someone else to help you see that through, or should you just sit on it to where you have the capacity to really process what the other person needs, you know, on the other end, mm. like, how would you handle that? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm, I'm a big fan of um, women asking for help. And that's because I've spent so many years not being able to ask for help. Yeah. And what I see with the women I coach, I see it in myself, um, is um, almost a seething bitterness growing about the fact that we all have to do everything on our own so combined with the inability to ask for help is the condition of feeling really resentful that nobody ever helps us and that's just not going to go anywhere good (laughs) so for me the courage often comes when we ask for help the most courageous way to be is heart open vulnerable asking for help when we need it is to trust in the bigness of life other people of the abundance of available resources that we can have our needs met that we can we're worthy enough to have our needs met and what's so incredible about the women I work with is that they are so incredible they are so capable I mean amazing capable brilliant women out in the world and what happens when women who are like that show the courage to ask others for help is that it makes people feel so good. It makes people feel like, wow, I can't believe you've actually trusted me to help you because you've got this nailed and you really think I can help you. So it actually bestows some of that goodness on the people who want to just maybe, you know, hang your washing out for you if you live with your sister yeah. or I don't know, or just like, you know, my mum just cooked my son dinner and that, because I asked and it feels so good for me and she feels like I've actually been able to contribute something and you know and help you along and friends want to help you and your assistant you know how many women do I work with who have an assistant who they underuse because they don't really want to they can't really delegate and they don't want to or they don't know how to ask and all of these contortions to in some way maintain the self-concept that we have it all covered but in I think the deeper issue is that for many of us we really fear that level of vulnerability of looking like we can't do it ourselves so I do ask women to question is this because you think that you're the best person to do it or is it because you're scared that you will look like somebody who can't manage everything And if it's because you're scared, then the greatest courage you can show today is not to try and do it, but is to try not to do it. And it's to try to say to somebody else, I haven't got the capacity to do this. Can you do it for me? 
It's a hard ass sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a hard it's ass. A hard, super it's, hard. Yeah. And it's it's even harder, at least what I find is like when it comes to family things and you know, there's all kinds of sporting events and things with the kids and, you know, there, and all that stuff's on my calendar, but there's times where I, I, I need to travel and, you know, I've got to work and, um, I want to work and I, I want to yeah. do those things, but it, what really helped me was understanding, like, where do I have to show up? Like me personally, like podcasting and speaking and yeah. like the kids events, like I need to be there. I want to be there. Yeah. And then there's a million other things that need to happen in the background, but I don't have to do all of that. I have to create a process for it that evolves over time, but you don't have to do it all. And then when you start offloading things on people, you have to create an environment where you, it's a safe space for those people to come to you and say, okay, mm. we need somebody else now. Like I, this, this is a lot. I'm so glad you trust me, but you know, this, this is a lot. It's overwhelming and have that open door to communicate. Otherwise mm. you start to lose faith in each other. At mm. least like that's, you know, been my own experience. Mm. So what is like, if anybody is watching or listening and they're going to start a new business or they're starting a new business, they're still working their full-time job and starting their business on the side. And I've been there. I, I lived a double life for almost 10 years. What's one thing that you can tell them to really set their business up for success foundationally? What's one thing that they can really do in the beginning of starting that business and then keeping it consistent because consistency is, it really is the key mm. to, to keeping a healthy business. Like, would you mm. say that one thing every day is the three minute breath work or for you yes. yeah for me it was always mindset work it was always 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 mindset work and so whenever somebody says to me that they're setting up a new business or they're going for a side hustle <clears throat> or they are or they're starting a new job <clears throat> they're or they want to get a new job within the next five years or they want to have kids in the next five years whatever it is it's mindset work it's what what is it that I want what are my goals and that those are the five things what am I grateful for what am I what am I afraid of what, what what do I think is going to happen if I if I don't reach my goals? What are three actionable steps I can take today towards reaching my goals? And I did mindset work pretty consistently before I set up my business. And the crucial time actually was because I did a side hustle like you for quite a long time. And so there's not so much um, anxiety around the side hustle because it was, you know, ticking along and it was fine. But the big step came when I left my job in in education and my kind of working for in corporate if you like and moved abroad and set up my own business and the mindset work in that first 18 months was the mindset work that I will never forget grinding out pages and pages and pages of what I was trying to achieve what I was worried about what things that I could take what actionable steps I could take and I just didn't think it was going anywhere and every day I would show up to that notebook and think this is pointless it's not getting clients there is nobody in my inbox and slowly but surely that just turns around and it's so interesting I don't know if you do mindset work but if I look back over my journals the beginning of setting up my business a year in you know even last year it always always 
always pans out it always pans out and maybe it doesn't come you know maybe it's like maybe I'm not yet a millionaire but it all it's always working things are always working and so it's incredible to 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 just witness what you can do when you keep telling your mind what it is you're trying to achieve what you're so grateful for and what you're worried about and if you get those worries out on the paper they no longer become worries in your day to day. So you can put your mind to those three actionable steps and just keep taking action. And it's through that kind of action, that purposeful action, heart open, things are always working out action that you will, you will build success. You just will. It's so true. I'm not, I I would say I probably journal in a very different way than most people, but (laughs) I'm not one at like picking up a journal and like writing down. It's just, it's not how my brain works. And so, um, something that we do is we use an app called one se it stands for one second every day and um and i'm i love video just because it's my favorite way to communicate with people i feel like people understand me better like if they see a video of me or like we use an app called marco polo instead of texting a lot because Mm. things get lost in translation and I'm a super sarcastic person. And so sometimes people don't know whether I'm being serious or if I'm being sarcastic, but when yeah. you see a video or you hear my voice or you see Marco Polo, you know, real quick, instantly, if I'm like really serious or if I'm just like sure. being sarcastic. Yeah. So it's a way for me to not be misunderstood, but by taking like a second every single day of something that is important or it could be business or personal um, at the end of the year doing, uh, we call it like a lifeline, like what happened this year, you know, that were the big things and then just lifeline all that out because, you know, women were overachievers, at least I am. And so it's like, oh, okay, well we did get a lot done this year and we did serve a lot of people and we helped a lot of people. And so at the end of the year, it's really, nice to go back and start the new year of exactly what you just said. God always provides. Always. 100%. You do a good job. You show up for people. You show up for your clients. I mean, I had to learn the hard way. Having 250 plus clients a year was not the way that we should be going. And I had to get a consultant to help me realize going to 30 full service Mm. versus 250 plus of just Mm. saying yes to everything and I didn't know how that was going to shake out. And it took two, two plus years to like really work, but I was very focused on that. Mm. And so saying no, a lot more than saying yes, which is hard for women. 100%, um, yeah. But it, it's, it's very rewarding now to be able to see the quality in the work of, it's not about how much you did. It's about how impactful it was for you and your team and your clients And I mean, me personally, I'd rather just pour everything that I have, you know, into 10 people a year than a hundred people a year. Cause if you have that many, how can you really pour yourself into all of that? Like it's it's hard. And so clarifying that and like doing the whole little like lifeline things. And it's fun to share the videos, like with the team and the vendors and the clients, you know, people love it. And that's kind of my way of like, journaling and remembering like follow the passion the money will come Mm. you know you do have to have a strategy and I'm not a numbers girl so hiring an accountant was you know kept my business alive otherwise I probably wouldn't be in business so it's like learning don't try to do everything and be everything Mm. to everybody like it's okay 
to, to outsource and ask for help. Mm. Um, I know that you've probably been inspired by other women in your, in your career. Are there, is there some, like one person or one woman or one coach that really helped you ground yourself, like for your business? Mm. I, I was, I, I'm just, there was, there's just so many women. There's so many. They're amazing. They're just amazing. There were a couple, actually, that, there were three that I would really say <clears throat> when I was setting up my business had just been really, really helpful. So the first is Brooke Castillo, who I have, um, she's a coach, she's a life coach, she set up the life coach um, school. And I just listened to her podcasts for years. I was just okay. really into her approach and she's so straightforward and kind of she's so good on the mindset piece and she is also so consistent in her productivity and in her um in her effort her effort level is always high and the quality of her work is really excellent so for somebody like me who's I'm a great starter um not always so great on the finishing I really want, needed to have a woman who was that kind of determined and focused and clear in my um, line of vision. And so I really just appreciate all of her work. And I was in one of her programs for, for a while. And then the other person who I would say for the same reason for her levels of consistency is Tara McMullen, who, um, who ran the, a, a business network called What Works for a long time. But I was listening to her podcast for many, many years. She had a, a collaboration with Creative Live for a while and again she's just consistent she is she has a huge body of work there's something about the diligence of some of these women who are just consistent showing up every day that just really helps you when you're starting to see it's not an overnight success it's consistently showing up and doing the work and providing masses of value so both Tara McMullen and Brooke Castillo in completely different ways provide so much value to people for free. They just provide value and it's just incredible. Um, And then the third one is Rachel Rogers. And just because she's a a black coach, she's a, you know, as a woman of color has done a lot for women of color. And just for, for me to see another woman of color who's making millions and who is doing it in a way that is helping other women make money and normalizing that it's fine to make money and that women of color can make money and that women who've lived grew up in poverty can make money and that that's great and it's good for the world it it was just such a revelation to me so those three I would say in terms of my setting up my business and becoming the person I am they're three women I always go back to I'll always go back to past episodes of their podcasts I'll always go back to things that they've written I I think that they're really really excellent yeah I'll have to look them up thank you yeah that's awesome that is so awesome it is um you know something I've learned over the years too in working with a lot of women is just they have a a negative thought about money but yeah you know, I'm like, the more money you make, the more people you help, and then the yes. more you can help. Absolutely. And, you know, some of the the billionaires that we've done their kids' weddings, and, you know, they own private islands, and they, yeah. they work very differently. But I've learned so much from those clients, because yes. it's like, they do so much good. And when you have the money to give, and you you have the heart and the right mindset, like, it's a really good thing. It's not yeah. like 
a negative thing. And so that's yeah. something that I think a lot of women have to remember that you can help more people and you can yes. do more when you have more, you can do more. Now it can get a little mm -hmm. complicated. You know, you hear more money, more people, more problems. Yeah. But like, let's look at the good part of it. Mm -hmm. Like you can help more people. Yeah. Um, I know you have a program that you've put together. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So I have a program called Sovereign Woman and it's a, a group program for women and it runs um, twice a year. We, we're, we're not enrolling at the moment. Um, I've got a great women group of women working with me at the moment. And the premise is, is that we're trying to, I'm trying to help women gain sovereignty, as I said at the beginning, around the various dimensions of their lives so that they don't feel that they're they're doing really well with their spiritual practice but their family life is falling apart or their relationships are going well but their work is really challenging or they've got money but they don't have any energy so the 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 program is about shining a light on all aspects of our lives all of the domains i call them of a woman's of a woman's world and working out what it might be that we would need to do in order to get a any particular area of our lives really humming really singing at a level that we feel good about and it's not to say that everybody has to be a 10 out of 10 in every aspect of their life because sometimes we know that our work is backgrounded because we're foregrounding our, form, our family life and that's fine but yep. what I attempt to do through the program is to bring cognizance to it so that we don't just feel like things are out of our control, but we feel really intentional about all of those domains of our lives. So it's a group program with teaching and then with group coaching. We have a retreat in um, Denmark. Uh, so I invite people to the island that I live on in Denmark and we um, have, a, have, a, have a group retreat. And then women in the program are also put into small group councils to really provide support for each other. And the program is deliberately a year long. So when women invest in it, they really invest in themselves for a whole year, which for every single woman I've worked with over the last few years is a gift in itself. Like when do we really take the time to say, I'm this month, these hours, I am with my group <laughs> and I'm investing in myself. So it's a joy, it's such a privilege to convene this group and to hold space for these women. And um, I, I hope that more and more women really get the benefit from, if not my own work, of course, I would love people to join my work, but from these kinds of spaces where we can really provide each other with opportunities to become the women that we want to be in the world to be really sovereign about it to be really really happy about the decisions that we're making it's yeah without my business accountability my forum group I I don't know if I'd ever get anything done right. like working on the business you know not in the business like it really it forces you and you're right like when you step out of it I like I so look forward to it because I'm like oh, yeah. I get to work on these things now and um, and, you know, and then time blocking it and put it on the calendar. But if people want to know more about the program, where should they go? Yeah, great. Um, so my website is www.angelabrown and it's brown with an e.co.uk. So there are details about all of the programs that I run. I'm also a diversity, equity, inclusion consultant. I work with organizations. So there's information about that on there as well. But I love to connect on social media. So my place of choice, I think it's a bit old fashioned, but I love Twitter. So oh, I'm on okay. I know people are always like, okay. really? <laughs> 
yeah. So I'm keeping it 90s with Twitter. Okay. And um, I'm Angela underscore underscore Brown with an E on Twitter. But I also hang out on Instagram. So I'm Angela M. Brown with an E on Instagram. So I'd love to connect with anybody who wants to find me in those social places too. Awesome. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. So be Thank sure you. to go and connect with Angie and really take the time to connect with your sp- spirituality and your mm. business because you will find great alignment in, in those. And I'm, I'm a walking testament of it too. It, it doesn't always come easy, but mm. this was so helpful. Thank you so much Aww. for your time today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been so nice to talk to you, Angela. Really nice. Yay. And everyone that's listening and watching, thank you so much for your time too. And be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights and I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember, the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.